Hey guys, welcome back to Swish Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm also Jake. And today, we're going to be continuing the NFL series. Today, we're going to be doing the AFC South Division. And we also have a special guest with on, Ben. Um, I think you guys remember him from the Weekly Roundup podcast, which was posted on Saturday. So, Ben, thanks for joining us again. How are you? Um, I'm good. Yeah, I'm excited to talk some football, even though go Cowboys, but you know. This is, a, this is a very exciting division, very tight division, so, you know. Okay. Um, yeah, so Ben's going to be joining us also for, I think, the AC West and the NFC East podcast, so he's just going to be our football guest because he's huge ca- huge Dallas Cowboys and football fan, so we're just excited to have him on for a few more episodes. And we're just going to start off with the standings for the AFC South, and to remember, this division has the Indianapolis Colts, the Houston Texans, the Tennessee Titans, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'll start off with my standings. In the first place, I have the Tennessee Titans going 10-6. and six. In the second place, I have the Indianapolis Colts going solid 8-8. Eight eight. Then I have the Houston Texans in third with six, going 6-10. Six and ten. And in fourth, lastly but not least, the Jacksonville Jaguars going a terrible 4-12. <laughs> okay. So, I will go now. So, I actually I see the Titans also going 10-6. But I actually see the Texans in second going 8-8. Eight and eight. And I also see the Colts tying that record 8-8. Eight and eight. I think they might have a wild card around there. And then the Jaguars will be going – I see them going 5-11, and 11, you know. They have some pretty solid pieces, but we'll get to that later. And then what do you think? Like, what are your predictions? Um, so um, my predictions, I'm going to say the Colts go 9-7 and first. I just really think – Philip Rivers, this team is young with Marlon Mack and T.Y. Hilton if he stays healthy. It's a young team. I also think think the Titans could tie that nine and seven, depending. So I think it's gonna be they tie at nine and seven at the top of the top of the division. And then I think uh, the Titans I mean not the Titans, the Texans without um without good players, without players like DeAndre Hopkins, I don't think they I don't think Deshaun Watson can lead a team. And the Jaguars, they're just inexperienced. No offense to the Jaguars. You're not getting good anytime soon. So, Jake, how about me and you give our reasons? Because Ben gave his, gave his reasons. We just did our record. But, Jake, what um, you- I'll go first for my reasons. The Titans in first, just based off that Derrick Henry had breakout B season. And this great team, I think, their coaching-wise is doing great, I think. Their whole defense, solid offense, very, very underrated and good. I think there's a whole on very, very good season, played great last season. So they're definitely my easy first. The Colts, as Ben said, have Philly Rivers now. I think they're going to do pretty solid with him and solid draft class and good coaching. Houston Texans, they, I think J.J. Watt is injury prone, and you can't be good if you lose the number one receiver in the league, in my opinion. So that's my reason for them not being as good as last season. And lastly, as Ben said, the Jazz have no experience whatsoever in being a good team since, I think, five, ten years ago. So they're not going to get that good anytime really soon. So they're just my last place team. Just go Jags. You are not good. Jags, Jake, you really think DeAndre Hopkins is the best receiver? Um, Yes, I do. Ooh, yeah, I agree with him. I agree. That's going to be another day, but... Okay, um, I think um, obviously the Titans are going to win the division. Like you just said, Jake, Derrick Henry is a beast. He's like a lineman playing at running back, I, just, I like to say. 
Also, like you said, Tannehill, you didn't say this, but Tannehill had a really nice year last year. Made the Pro Bowl after, like, suffering injuries the last few years. I think they're definitely going to have that good year. Going out for the Texans, you know, they just lose DeAndre Hopkins, the second best receiver in the game. First but best receiver in the game. Okay, okay. Best receiver. Best okay, receiver. Okay, okay. I'll say first, but it's, he's really the second. And they, they they did bring in some other good pieces. They do obviously still have Deshaun Watson, who's a top 10 quarterback in the league. But I see this team going like 9 and 7, 8 and 8. We don't know really their, what their production is going to be like. Same thing with. You know, they, well, obviously, they brought in um, Philip Rivers. But they also, I also really like Jacoby Brissett, quarterback last year. But, you know, we don't know how they're going to do. And obviously with the Jaguars, Gardner Minshew's not, not he, he, he showed some signs last year. I don't think uh, he's a real. I think he was a one and done. Not college-wise, just NFL-wise, a one and done. Played a good solid 10 game. Not that bad. And that's the end of his career to me. But you never really know. I don't think he's um, a real NFL quarterback or real star for them. Yeah, same with me. I think, I don't think he's a franchise-type quarterback like an Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he's the future of Jacksonville. I think they're going to have to find a new quarterback maybe in this draft or the next one. Like, like we saw them trade away Nick Foles. You know, they, you never know. Nick Foles could have came in handy of them. They did sign Mike Glennon, who's not really going to affect that as a backup quarterback there. But So, Jake, you want to move us on with the next segment? Um, yeah, so now we're just going to do some stats. We'll do two stat predictions for each team, so eight stats. We'll start with the Indianapolis Colts, and we'll do, let's do Phillip Rivers predictions, like touchdowns and yards and INTs, and then we could do, uh, let's do T.Y. Holton. So, I'll start off with my predictions for Philly Rivers. I think he get 30 to 35 touchdowns this season, if he has a very good season. Around, four, I think. I think that's a bit of a push. Um, I don't think that really is a push because based off the last few seasons, he has been playing solid if he's not injured. I think that he could definitely throw around 400 yards if he also plays good. And INT is 9 or 10 based just they have a solid O-line without too good. So definitely going to throw over like 6 or 7, but not under, but definitely under like 15, 10. So I'll think about, I think he's going to have a very solid season if they do my predictions and going like 8 and 8 around there and have a good season. So... Those are my predictions. Um, ben, how do you think? How good do you think he's gonna be this season? Um, I personally, I love Philip Rivers. I think he's gonna throw uh, thirty to thirty-five touchdowns, like Jake says. And who knows? With with the Colts, they're a very young team. They don't have as much experience, but Philip Rivers is gonna bring that experience. So I think forty-two thousand yards, maybe, but. Yeah, I think I know. Yeah, around 4-200 is probably accurate. And interceptions, I think Phillip Rivers, even though he's a great quarterback, he does tend to throw a lot of interceptions, kind of like a James Winston. So even though he's going to have a great season passing yards-wise, I just think maybe 11, 12, 13, 14 interceptions. Okay. So, yeah, so... Like you guys both said, for yards, like, basically every year of his career, he's thrown basically 4,000 yards, and he's thrown about 23. I think he threw in, like, 25 touchdowns last year, he threw 23. I definitely think he's not he's not in his prime anymore, obviously. He's 
kind of getting washed up a little bit, but he's still a pretty nice QB. And I definitely think it was a like maybe they overpaid him a teeny bit. I think he could definitely bring experience to guys on the Colts. Um, yeah, so we're going to move on to T.Y. Hilton, and we'll just do touchdowns and yards because those are the basic stats on a receiver. And, Jake, you want to go first? Yeah, so last year we saw T.Y. Hilton have some injury struggles. He missed six games, and he only caught 5,000 yards. 500 yards, my bad. My bad. Um, but I, I actually do see him maybe catching 1,000 yards again, you know, bringing in, I think, a good quarterback. Philip Rivers probably better than Jacoby Brissett last year. I think he could probably get 1,100 yards and catch six or five touchdowns. That's just what I think, but what do you guys think? Who wants to go first? Um, I, I'll go. Um, so I think if T.Y. Hilton, when he doesn't deal with injury, he's in a 1,000-yard receiver 100%. And I just think that – um. Eric Ebron is now, he's not on the team anymore, correct? He is not. So I think he was a big target for Jacoby Brissett. Now switching up the quarterback, and I think he's going to have 1,200 yards, and I think he is going to have seven touchdowns. Okay, so for me, definitely similar to Ben. I do think see him having 1,200, even 1,300 pushing yards. But I see him going even better having 10 touchdowns, even maybe an 11 if he breaks out. Because I think it's his time to shine, really, if he's not injury-prone and if he doesn't does not, if he doesn't just miss a lot of catches, I think he can be really good. So let's move on to the Jaguars, and we'll do their quarterback, Garner Minshew, because, Jake, I don't know if you knew, but Nick Foles is not on them. He got traded to Chicago. He got traded to the Bears. So it's Nick, their QB will do Garner Minshew, and we can do Leonard Fournette. Um, for Garmin Shrew, I see him only getting 20 to 25 touchdowns. I think 23 at most, 24. So I see him having, do see him having, early, like, not that high in 3,000 yards. Maybe 3,200, 300 yards because he has solid receivers. And definitely 11 or 12 IMTs because he loves to throw that deep bomb as we saw last season to D.A. Chark and Keelan Cole and Chris Connolly. So I don't see him doing that well, but not terrible. I think he'll have a solid season, but definitely worse than last season. Um, yeah, agreeing with Jake, I think he's just, I think he's one of those players who will have one good season, but the rest of his career won't be as good. I see him throwing 20, 20 to 24 touchdowns, maybe 3,400 yards, um, and I think, as Jake said, kind of similar to Philip Rivers and James Winston, they like to throw that deep pass even when it's completely covered, and... Even though they have, like, 35 passing attempts a game, I think he's going to have a whopping 16 interceptions. Jeez, that is not a good season for Mr. Minshew. So, Minshew no. Mania is officially over in our books. <laughs> uh, you can't say that yet, Jake, but um, I'll go now. So, we all thought this. I think most of us fairly liked how Garner Minshew, like, he was a six-round guy. Nick Foles got injured on the first game he came in. In 14 games, he threw for 3,271 yards. Through 21 touchdowns and six interceptions, I think is a pretty good split between those two. I, I um, like Jake said, he's probably not going to be like agreeing with both of you guys. Like, maybe not like the same as last year, which he had a really nice year. I see him reaching 4,000 yards, but I see his interception going up, his touchdowns staying around the 20 area. 
And like he's probably throw like twelve interceptions in my opinion. Um, yeah, so let's move on to Sir Fournette. We'll do touchdowns, which is counting, re- receiving, and rushing. You can just say what you think in both of them if you want. And we'll do yards. I'll start with receiving touchdowns, only one or two, because he's not really catching or running back. And definitely, I think he can have a still solid season in seven or eight, maybe, rushing yards. So I think he's going to have a great season touchdown-wise and yards in total, around 1,200 probably. I think he'll have a solid season. So I think, Ben, you can go next. Um, yeah, receiving, he's one of those backs where he's not going to use his speed, like, so well. He's more like a power back, so I see him catching one touchdown. I see him running for six. I just don't like the offensive line there. And I see him, uh, with a a thousand, with a, with an, with an 1150, like, He's not going to have uh, 1,200 1, yards, but I think he'll be around there. I just don't see him having crazy season because they don't really have a re- good offensive line. I agree with both of you guys. Like For the receiving touchdowns, I see maybe one or two. Um, but like the, the past last year, um, we saw him rush for about um, 1,100 yards. So I think we could see that again. Like I seen rushing for like one thousand five hundred. I think he could go to, which I think is very impressive. But I think he could be a top running back in the league if he really, because he's dealt with injuries for the past few years. He's missed a few games each season. So if he stays healthy, he's going to be a top running back in the league. So I see him having a pretty nice year. Um, definitely. So let's move on to. I forgot to say, I see him having like. Seven uh, rushing touchdowns. Okay, so let's move on to the Texans. Let's move on to Houston Texans. Yeah. Um. Let's move on. To, we'll do Sir Deshaun Watson, and instead of doing any of the receivers, let's also do another running back in newly acquired David Johnson. So yeah. I'll start off with Sean. I see him having around twenty. 829 TDs in a solid season, but definitely around 3,950 yards because losing Nuke will lose a bunch of yards. He usually can almost throw 4,500 even higher. So maybe 3,800 yards, think around there. And definitely like around only 11 picks because their O line is very solid. So I don't think he's in for too many picks. Um, yeah, so uh, adding on to Jake, I don't think that he's going to have as great of a season passing yards-wise. So I think think, uh, 4,000 passing yards. I'm going to say like 29. I'm going to say 31 touchdowns. And they have, I think, in my opinion, uh, the best offensive line in this division. So I think taking that into account, they're going to have a good – Good season, and only, like, he's going to have a good season interception-wise, only throwing eight. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously, um, for Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be tough for him, but, you know, I still see him throwing around 3,500 around that area. You know, his picks have always been an issue, though. I see him throwing, like, 25, 28 touchdowns in that area. 
And I see him maybe as well like 10 picks. Like, he has trouble with that. But, you know, we'll see how he does. And so we're going to move on to David Johnson now. Um, yes, we will. Um, um, Jake, you can start off if you want. So, we obviously all know that David Johnson, like, he has had some injury struggles the past few years. Like, 2016, he was amazing. Then 2017, got hurt the first year. Yes, he has. He ruins my fantasy team every year, and I draft him with the first pick two years ago. So, I do agree with that. Yeah, and 2018, he just, like, nobody ever. And last year, he also had an injury for a few games. So, like, he's definitely not 2016-2015 for him. Like, that was his really nice years. Like, feel bad, like, kind of, like, with all the injuries he's dealt with. But I see him rushing for about maybe 700 yards. But I think also his receiving is going to kind of be good. He's going to catch, like, 400 yards, I think. And I see him rushing for, like, five to three touchdowns, three to five touchdowns. What do you guys think? Um, um, I'll go next. Um, Before I say stats, let's move back three years ago. Oh, my God, Dave Johnson breaks a tackle. One of the best running backs in this league. Year later, and Dave Johnson gets injured. Year later, and Dave Johnson gets injured. Sorry, Dave Johnson, my guy. You are one of the biggest busts in fantasy football history because you get injured every year and stop getting injured. I do not like you anymore. I like you a lot, so please stay healthy. All jokes here, but just Dave Johnson, I do think will have a solid season because they don't have a backup, so I think he could do solid. I think around seven touchdowns or eight touchdowns even, he could have a solid season. Definitely, like, maybe around 900, 800 yards. I think he'll have a solid season if he stays healthy, but he's not one of my favorite running backs in the league since he cannot stay healthy for his life. So I'm sorry, my guy, but solid season there, but please stay healthy. Um... Yeah, as Jake, as Jake said, um, he just doesn't really stay healthy, and he's not going to be in that 2016 form. I see him rushing for 850 yards. I really see him being used more in the passing and blocking games this year, maybe three receiving touchdowns this year. Um, and, yeah, definitely I think he's going to have, uh, like, maybe six or five rushing touchdowns. Not too many, but I think he's just he's just got to stay healthy. If he gets injured, then he's just going to continue to be one of those guys who you're never going to want to bet your money on because he always gets injured. So I think if he can stay healthy, he can have a good season, but it just all depends on if he gets injured or not. Um. Yeah, so let's move on to our last team-wise for stats in the – Tennessee Titans, we'll also move quickly here. We'll do Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. Let's just move quickly and get to our mini awards. For Tannehill, I have 28 TDs, around 3,200 yards, and only 790s because they, in my opinion, also, instead the Texans, I think they have the best offensive line in the league, Texans second, because I like Taylor on a lot. So I think that their line is going to do very solid, and Tannehill's going to have a solid season. Um, Jake, what about you? Yeah, so, the, um, you know, we saw Terry Hill get traded to the, to the Titans. We didn't know how it was going to be with him. You know, he's always struggled with injury. He's always had his troubles. The last year we saw him break out with the Pro Bowl, his first in his career, believe it or not, which I, I don't think a lot of people know. 
think a lot of people think that has been the problem before, but I see him throwing like 3,000 something up to someone in that area, like 25 touchdowns. And about like eight interceptions yet. So, Ben, what's your take on Ryan Tannehill? What do you think about him? Um, Tannehill, I think. Uh, I, I think why they made it so far in the playoffs was all Derrick Henry. He is a beast. I just think, I think around 3,000 yards. Um, I think maybe in the 29 touchdown area. But I think the one really good thing you can guarantee about Tannehill is, is he's not, he doesn't throw very many picks. Most of his... He, he has a solid offensive line, and he never really will throw a pass that has a chance of being intercepted. So I think he's going to have one of the lowest pick totals with four interceptions on the year. Wow. So let's move on to Derrick Henry. Um, I think he's an absolute beast, in my opinion. I'm going to have to go with one of the best seasons of all time and 17 touchdowns, and 16 of those will be rushing because I think Derrick Henry is an absolute stud. I think definitely 13 and four, 13, four, 1,400 yards. Great season overall. I think he's going to be chance to MVP. I think he's just one less running backs there is after last season. I think he's just going to have a breakout again. Yeah, agreeing with Jake, I think he's going to have um, uh, 15 touchdowns. I think he's going to have one. Um, I think he's going to have 14 rushing and one receiving. He's just not, he's not the greatest receiver, but... I think around 1,300 yards, maybe. He's just a real beast, and he's a real physical runner. And as shown in the postseason of last year, the Patriots couldn't stop him, and the Ravens both couldn't stop him. Those are both two top-tier run defenses, and they couldn't stop him. I think he's the best running back in the NFL, and I think he's going to be the best running back for the next five to ten years. Okay, so... Last year, we saw at the end of the year, went from like one of the middle tier running backs to the top tier. We saw him just like get up there really fast. I see him rushing for like 1,000. Very impressive and having like 17 touchdowns. like a lot, but last Um, yeah, so let's move on to our last part of this podcast and our mini awards. Um, Ben, we're going to tell you how we work. So we're set, we do MVP of the team for each team. Then we do uh, then we do a rookie of the year for each team, most improved and sleeper. So let's start off with the MVP for the Colts. And mine is debatable, but I'm gonna have to go with my guy T.Y. Halton. If he breaks out, I think he could be their MVP. Just no, not big reasons. It's based off the stats wise, that I think he's gonna have he can have a solid season. Yeah, um, for me, my Colts MVP, I'm going to go to the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to go Darius Leonard. Um, he was a really good uh, linebacker, and I think he's a real game changer. And I think if he can, you know, just play really well, and he can really just lead that defense, that's why I think they have a really good chance of making of getting a playoff spot if he can lead that defense. Ben, I'm definitely agreeing with you. I agree with everything you said. He's a top guy. He's one of the top. He's maybe a top in the league. That's a little arguable. But, you know, I think definitely the Colts have to focus on their defense now. And, yeah. So, should I start us off with repeating this? Um, sure. So, they had a very interesting draft class. They drafted a lot of offensive players. 
They took Michael Pittman, wide receiver, Southern California. They also took um, Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin, and also Jacob Beeson, quarterback from Washington. But I really like Jonathan Taylor. I think he was a really good um, draft pick for them. I think he's my rookie of the year. For um, me, I'm gonna go. I'll start off with their early with seven picks before that, and Michael Pittman because I like Marlon Mack too. I do love Jonathan Taylor. My thing just Michael Pittman's, in my opinion, the second or third best receiver in this entire draft class. He was a stud for USC. I think he's just a great overall player. Could be very well, very good for the Colts. Um, as Jake said. Michael Pittman is a great receiver, but I just think if you look at Jonathan Taylor, um, if you look at Jonathan Taylor, um, he was just a, a great player for Wisconsin, and he hoped that team almost be in the college football playoff. So I think that he is going to be a real game changer, and now they're going to have two running backs of the future in Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. That could be a scary dual back. Um, yeah, I'll start us off with our next award in most improved player for, and this is very debatable, but I just have to go to I Hilton. I think he's on my MVP and most improved just based off he not great last year. I think he's, this is time to shine. So he's definitely going to be my most improved player. Um, Ben, you want to go for yours? Um, my most improved player, um, I'm going to say Philip Rivers this season wasn't the greatest in LA, but I think new environment, new team, new receivers, new coaching, new everything. I think he's really going to do well, but not as well as Aries Leonard, obviously. But he's going to improve and I think just have a, a lot more consistent and better season. Yeah, so one guy I've, I, I, I really like, want to try and talk about, he's kind of sleeper and most improved. I'll have a different sleeper, but I like Anthony Walker. He's a he's a linebacker. Um, he's been pretty good for them. Like he's never been like the Pro Bowl type guy, but last year in eighty four tackles, he led the team, which I thought was very impressive. So I definitely see him kind of improving, maybe even trying to maybe a potential Pro Bowler. Okay. Um. Let's move on to our sleeper. And Ben, you want to start us off your sleeper of the Colts? Um, my sleeper for the Indianapolis Colts is. Marlon Mack. I think that he is going to have one of the best seasons in, like, Colts rushing history. I think he could maybe go in, like, to the 1,500-yard club. I just think he's really good. They have a solid offensive line. They have a good defense. This is my team to win the division and make it far in the playoffs. I just really think Marlon Mack is a great player and that he'll help the team a lot. Okay, so although I do agree with Marlon Mack as a great player, I'm going to go someone that barely anyone talks about, and Zach Pascal, who was a receiver for them, had a very solid season last year, and I think he's just going to do great things again, maybe seven, eight touchdowns, if so. I think he's just going to do great things, and he's my sleeper. Yeah, so before I move on to my um, sleeper, I wanted to also mention that I feel like I might have a different MVP now. I totally forgot about Quinn and Nelson, one of the top offensive guards in the league. So he's definitely maybe my MVP. But my most my sleeper player is probably Jack Doyle, even though he has seen the Pro Bowl twice. He's still not. He's kind of a 
slept on tight end. Like he's, I think he's a arguably top ten tight in the league. He's never been a thousand yard guy, but he's always been a great blocker. I think that's definitely why he's a Pro Bowl type guy. And yeah, let's move on to the next. Um, yeah, we're just going to keep on moving quickly through the rest of this podcast so you guys can just hear it out. For Jags, my MVP is just, I'm going to have to go Leonard Fournette. I think he's a solid player. He's my MVP. Um, for me, my MVP for the Jaguars is going to be DJ Chark. I think he's really good, but what I'm going to say about him I think he really benefited in a different system that's not the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, but I think he's going to have uh, definitely a good season. Yes, yeah, so I might have to agree with um, that. I also really like these picks, so it's kind of a hard decision for me. But I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Josh Allen, believe it or not. Um, in his rookie year, he was awesome. He made the overall. I thought he he was one of the biggest steals in that first round. He, he was a, probably a top five guy in, that, in this past draft, so I, in the draft last year, but I really liked him. And, yeah, move on to the next award. Um, Next award, let's just keep moving quickly and good. And our next award is going to be Rookie of the Year. For me, it came down to two players in Cleveland Chasen, LCU edge rusher, and LaVisca Chenault, Colorado receiver, who I think is a steal, but I'm going to have to go with the first-round pick in Cleveland Chasen. I think he's just a very, very solid player and can do great things for them on, de- on the defensive side since they lost some players and they drafted Josh Allen last year. I think he's going to have a pretty good season. And Joe, um, CJ Henderson actually was also their first-round pick. They had two, but... I'm going to go with C.J. Henderson. I think he's really going to help their defense out. He was probably the top cornerback in the draft, so I'm really like him. Yeah, agreeing with Jake, Jake C.J. Henderson, he can, I mean, not not like as quick, not quickly, but I think he can fill what Jalen Ramsey did for that team. I think he's, he was really good. He's really good. He's really good to see. I mean, cornerback at Florida, and I think he can really help them throw and just become better defense. Um. Yeah. So let's move on to our next award and most improved. I'm gonna have to go with Chris Conley. I think he was pretty solid last season. I think he gets six, seven touchdowns this year. I think he's pretty good receiver, and he's very underrated in my opinion, so he's going to be my sleeper. Um, My sleeper, I am going to go with, I already said him for my rookie of the year, but C.J. Henderson. I don't think people are going to expect him to be guarding the best receiver on other teams, but I think he can do it. I think he's up for the challenge, and I think he's going to be a great fit and kind of like the face and of the, the Jaguars' defense. So I think he's going to be the most improved player on that team. Um, yeah. So my guy, the guy I picked, he's definitely been one of their best receivers the past few years. I feel like he's not really talked about that much, but I really like um, um, D.D. Westbrook, you know. Um, he, he's always been a very solid receiver, almost reaching a 
thousand yards in twenty eighteen. I think possibly he'd break out at thousand yards. Obviously, we did stats already, but I really like him. I definitely think he's top down. And yeah. Um, or is that our last word? Are we to do sleeper right now? Most improved because I was just sleeper. Okay, and our most improved player for me is tough, but I'm gonna go with Keelan Cole actually. I'm going to go with Chris Conley again, but I think Keon Cole can also shine. Four, four touchdowns, I think, is good for him. I think he's a solid receiver and underrated, too. Um, yeah, my most improved is going to be what what uh, Jake said is um, what Jake said Keon Cole. I think he's going to be my most improved. Yeah, so I actually like one of their linebackers on pain, I think. He's he's been okay in the um, three years he played. He's had injuries the past few years, but I definitely think he could be a pretty solid guy for them in the future. So Jake, you can start us off with the next team. Which um, we're gonna keep moving fast. I think we're going um all overboard. So let's just keep moving quickly. We have the Texans now, and mine is this MVP is easy peasy and Deshaun Watson. No comment really. I think um, his stats prove it. For me, um. I'm going to also go to Sean Watson. There's no other guy on that team that I think he can beat for that. Yeah, I have a different guy. I, I still think J.J. Watt's the best player on that team. Um, You guys might not agree with that, but J.J. Uh, Watt's an unbelievable player. I love Deshaun Watson, but you know, i got to give it to J.J. Watt. Okay. Um. So let's now go on to Rookie of the Year. J.K. Watt starts off. Yeah, so the Texans had a pretty interesting draft because they traded with a first-round pick with Deshaun Watson, which I did not like. But it took a few intriguing guys, defensive tackle Ross Blacklock. They also took a linebacker, Jonathan Greeland. I like Jonathan Greeland. That's who I'm going to go with, you know. Out of Florida, you know, it's interesting with him because, like, he wasn't a recent linebacker, so he hasn't played the linebacker position for a while, so... We kind of have to, like, see how he does, but I think I'm going to go with him. Yeah, me too. I agree with Jake. I think, wait, what's his name again? Yeah, I think he's going to be just, like, a great, I think, great addition to the team. Um, I'm going to go just with our second-round pick in Ross Blacklock. I think this is a not great draft class, and not, I hadn't really heard of any of these guys that much besides Blacklock. Someone's going to go with my gut telling me that he might be their best player, but I don't really know. So, let's move on to most improved, and Ben, you want to start us off? Um, so, my most improved player for the Texans is going to be Will Fuller. I think Will Fuller been cursed by injuries, but I think now kind of going to be the number one guy. So, I think I think he's going to be the most improved player. Um, Based off Ben's reasons, I also think Will Fuller is going to be their most improved player. I think he's underrated. Gets injured a lot, but think this year he might just not be as injury prone. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with Nikuti. Um, you know he's been there for I believe two years. You know he's been solid the two years. You know, obviously there were two guys above him with DeAndre and Will Fuller. So I think he's gonna kind of DeAndre leaving and going to the Cardinals. Um, let's move on to sleeper and. This only came down to really one player, and that's Randall Cobb. I think he's a sleeper because he's very old, but I also think he's a good addition to the team, and I think he'll be very solid. Um, my sleeper 
Jones. I just think this guy can be a great blocker. I think he can do everything. Is Darren Fells. Now, um, he hasn't really been a pro bowler or anything like that. But I think he can really be just a consistent guy and be that be that trusty target for Deshaun Watson. So I, my sleeper is Darren Fells. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Zach Cunningham, even though he had, he had a really great year last year. He had 99 solo tackles, which very impressive. Not a guy a lot of people talks about. A lot of, not a lot of good people talk about, but um, I definitely think he's he, he could be um, potentially a Pro Bowler um, linebacker. So, yeah. For sure. So, let's move on to our last team. Actually, wait, yeah, let's move on to our last team in the Tennessee Titans. And MVP for me is Derrick Henry, I think, just best team run player in their team easily. Um, my MVP, agreeing with Jake, nobody can beat the king. It's King Henry. Yeah, I've got to agree with you guys. You know, he's probably now a top three running back in the league. And for me, let's move on to Rookie of the Year. It came down to Kristen Fulton out of LCU and Isaiah Wilson out of Georgia. I'm going to go with Isaiah Wilson. Um, yeah, me too. Isaiah Wilson, he was just he was a great uh, tackle at at Georgia. Him and Andrew Thomas are both really good. So, um, yeah, he was a great addition. Yeah, I got to go with Isaiah too, even though he's not, he wasn't the best um, tackle on this team. He's still, he was definitely a first-round talent, and I think it was a great pick for them, and I think he's going to benefit them immediately. Um, and let's move on to our last two things in Most Improved Sleeper. And for me, I'm actually going to do the same player for Most Improved Sleeper, and that's A.J. Brown. I think he's one of the best players on their team. No one talks about him. That's why he's my sleeper, really. And Most Improved, I think, even though he had a great season last season, he might push the ball and be a, become a pro bowler, have 11 touchdowns even. I think he's going to be my Most Improved and Sleeper. So now you guys can say your Most Improved and Sleeper, too. Okay, so my Most Improved is going to be Corey Davis. He was he, he didn't have a great season last year. I think he's going to have a better one this year. And my sleeper is a guy who can just has always been consistent throughout his career is uh, is um Jonu Smith. Yeah, so I believe also Corey Davis was a first round team and he hasn't really impressed so far, but last year we got AJ Brown so that's going to be my, like, most improved guy. Should I also do a sweeper now? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of tough for me. You know, going off what you just said, they do have a bunch of guys who could become that sweeper guy. Like, they have a lot of interesting players there. Um, but I like, um, I really like, um, Logan Ryan, even though, like, he has been pretty good so far in his career, I think he's going to take another big leap. Um, yeah, so that's about going to wrap up our podcast. But to our listeners, please make sure to donate to our GoFundMe charity to help COVID-19 relief, link in our bio. And this, please comment, follow, drop a like, and a five-star on Apple, on SoundCloud, and Spotify. Um, have a great day, guys. Thanks, Ben. All right, bye. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Thank you guys so much, and thank you for listening.